Hi everyone and welcome back to Faith Brunel's Insights. I'm Faith Brunel and um, this is the episode for the Black History Month special. So this episode is about, this episode is called the Black History Month special, the Faith Brunel's Insights Black History Month special. So in this episode, we're really going to delve into and explore why is Black History Month important? One of my guest speakers views on Black History Month just being celebrated within the month of October. Who are their Black role models and why? What are their thoughts on Black History being incorporated into the school curriculum? So before I introduce to you guys the guest speakers, let's kind of talk a bit about Black History Month, when it started to be celebrated, how it came about, who founded it and so on and so forth, just to set the scene. Um, Before we delve in, let me talk a bit more about Black History Month, when it's celebrated in the United States and in Canada, it's celebrated in February, Um, It's also observed in Ireland and in the UK in October. So that's a bit about kind of when it's celebrated. Now, I'm briefly going to talk to you guys a bit about why Black History Month was started. So I'm sure a lot of us have heard about, you know, a lot of us have heard of Martin Luther King because he was a well-known civil rights activist. He kind of played a crucial role in Black people kind of being seen as equal, you know, in terms of all different strata of life. He led the led that kind of you know that change because you know he decided that enough was enough. I think it's also important to mention that Martin Luther King became the most visible spokesman and leader in American civil rights movement. This was from kind of 1955 until his assassination in 1968. And what he really sought was equality. He sought human rights for African Americans and kind of also playing a part in kind of looking at the economically disadvantaged, which is a term I got from a history website there, and also victims of injustice as well. Rosa Parks was also an American activist. She was an African-American activist in the civil rights movement. She was born in 1913 and she died in 2005. She was known for her pivotal role, as as the term is used, in the Montgomery bus boycott. Uh, And the the United States Congress has honoured her as the first lady of civil rights, the mother of the freedom movement. Booker T. Washington was an American educator, author, orator and advisor to several presidents of the United States between 1890 and 1915. He was kind of known as a dominant leader, as Wikipedia terms it here, in the African-American community and on the contemporary modern black elite. The next person I want to talk about is Phyllis Wheatley. She was the first African-American author of a published book of poetry. So without further ado, I'm just going to hand over to the guest speakers to introduce themselves to you, to you all. So hello everyone, I hope you're doing well. By means of introduction, I'm Patrick and I'm currently a second year technology apprentice at a top investment bank in London. So I'm currently on a degree apprenticeship, which means I simultaneously work at a top investment bank in technology day to day, while also studying for a degree in computer science day to day. It's a lot of work, but it's a great opportunity, and I'm happy that I, I decided to go down that route. Hi, everyone. Um, I hope you're all well. My name is Bethany Clover, and I'm Faith's younger sister, and I'm 17 years old. It's a really uh, great honour to be here today to talk about Black history, because um, it's something I'm really passionate about, and it's something I always like to remember whenever I embark on in life. Currently, I am, uh, as I'm 17, I'm in year 13, and I'm studying for my A-levels. Got mocks coming up as well. Um, I'm studying mathematics, English literature, and economics. And where I am right now, I am also getting together my application for university. 
and for some degree apprenticeships as well actually I'm going to apply to five unis and I think two degree apprenticeships maybe the range of one engineering to try and keep my options open and as I said before I'm I am really glad to be here I hope you're well and I hope you all enjoy this episode I just give you a little bit about me so you know who I am um, I'm from Birmingham born and raised um, I'm a church girl I was also um born and raised in the apostolic faith and it's a strong part of my identity and who I am and another strong part of my identity is being black uh, being black Caribbean and it, it is sorry an identity that I'm very proud of and I'm really glad to share my thoughts on this episode so I hope you enjoy what I have to say my name is Carlton or Panache I don't really mind either and I'm currently in my final year of university I'm doing a master's in international relations and global issues at the University of Nottingham Since I'm in my final year, I'm in a process of kind of trying new things so that I can decide where I want to go next. Some of these include starting maybe a small side hustle or a small business. Um, Like I mentioned, a podcast, my own podcast station, and even creating educational content to just share, maybe sell. Um, Another thing is that I'm a tutor. I mainly teach maths and economics at, well, maths. The youngest I've taught was like a four-year-old or five-year-old and the oldest being A-level and economics mainly A-level. I have taught a whole range of ages and levels and I've also taught some other subjects too. From this, you can probably guess I love learning and I also love teaching. I was so gassed when you invited me to talk about Black History Month because I'd consider myself a pan-African. So all things African are welcome into my life and since... The BLM movement, ironically, I started diving into black history a lot more to learn a lot more about myself, my past, my present and my potential future. I do love the opportunity to to share all the things that I've learned and the perspective that I've So question one, who are your black role models and why? Who are my black role models and why? I have many black role models, to be honest. I'll give you my top three. So firstly, it's Robert Mugabe. He is the late president of Zimbabwe. He's my role model for many reasons. Besides being a revolutionary, I admire the importance of education that Mugabe instilled in Zimbabwe. And if I'm correct, he was the most educated leader during his time as president. Possibly the most educated president ever, but that might be a push. But at least during the time he was president, he was the most educated leader in the world. So education, in my eyes, is key in progressing both individually and collectively. And through this emphasis on education, Zimbabwe at one point had the largest middle class in Africa. So for that, I admire Robert Mugabe a lot for instilling that education as a foundation in Zimbabwe. And to this day, I think it still holds. My second role model is none other than the revolutionary Malcolm X. (sighs) If I tried to list all the reasons why, I wouldn't do him any justice, so I won't. But the pan-African spirit that Malcolm X possessed, coined with his knowledge, made him a deadly force in the white man's world. And I'm sure that if if he had not been assassinated, the whole spirit of black people would be totally different today, regardless of what we could or couldn't or would or wouldn't have achieved. Um, socially, socially or economically. And lastly, 
my third top three black role model is an African queen, Queen Zenga. So Queen Zenga Mbande of the Mbundu people. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But Queen Zenga ruled over a region which would be known today as Angola during the 16th century. And as all of us know, that was a time where slavery was booming, especially in Africa, or slave trade and slave hunting and slave catching. So again, she was a revolutionist and she fought off the Portuguese for over 40 years during her time as queen. She was so fierce that the Portuguese started killing innocent village people if she would not surrender or give herself up. So she had to fake her death for eight years just so that these village people could now be safe. And while she was dead for these eight years, she was actually building loads of guerrilla armies. And guess what she did when she came back? She slaughtered all the Portuguese slave traders again and again. And her loyalty to the cause was so deep that she killed her own brother and nephew, if I'm correct, because they were willing to sell out the country or the region that she ruled to the Portuguese. <sighs> but those are my top three black role models at this moment in time. And I have many others. And I picked those three because for me, the way they embody the African spirit at different times and at different places just showed me the potential of what we could all possess and hope to be one day if we were as loyal to the cause as they were. And then I guess an extra one is the future version of myself. I, the person I aspire to be is a role model to me for many reasons, but that's also my fourth role model. Now on to um, who are my black role models and why. I'd have to start out with my family because they have raised me with the belief that I'm not um, less important than anyone else because of my race and because of the way I look like. Because being in school, being in a British school, I have experienced racism growing up. And it is a sad truth, but unfortunately it is the reality. And people making comments on your skin colour, for example, or your hair and things like that, or the way you look like can really have a negative impact, especially um, on a kid. And um, I am really grateful for my family grow, growing me up and raising me rather with the belief that I am beautiful no matter what the perception is. And before I do go out, do a go on to my other black role, role model, I do think it's important to note that um, your differences are what make you beautiful and not to doubt that because of other people's closed-minded and ignorant views. Um, so my other role model and somebody that I, well, I say discovered, <laughs> but I found out about, I think, was I went on a school trip and it was um, science-related and to do with space. And I learned about Dr Mae Jemison. And when I was at a younger age, I saw her and I thought, she looks like me that's someone I look like and I'm not saying we have the same similar faces or anything like that but I noticed when I was younger that we were the same race we had similar types of hair and that sort of thing and um and once I did a bit more research I found out that she was the first African-American excuse me sorry a female astronaut so the first black woman to become an astronaut in America first African-American and the first African 
American woman in space and she went into space in 1992 at the age of 36 and I and I do want to go into STEM as well and I think it this shows the um, power of positive representation representation is one thing but positive representation representation is something slightly different because you can be represented in the media but it may not be in a positive light and a positive way which I think is really important so if you want to get into STEM and you're black um, and you don't see many people that look like you in that profession go after it anyway because if that's what you love and that's what your interest is you have the right to be able to do it as well and um so yeah that's really my role model she's an engineer physician and astronaut she's currently 65 actually which shows that the first um african-american was in space african-american woman that went to space wasn't too long ago so no matter what your age is don't be um put off thinking i'm too old to do this i'm too old to do that and i was um online recently and somebody said um if you don't want to take a degree in your later years because you're thinking, um, oh, if I take a degree in my later years, um, I'll be... For, say, for example, you, you started the degree at 36 and after it, you'd be 40. The, um, the person said that um, after those four years, you'll be 40 and have a degree in something that you love. So don't be um, afraid or um, to chase your dreams no matter what your age is and no matter what your race is because your input is valuable and should be valued wherever you go. Well, who are my black role models and why? Well, because there's so many great um, black role models out there, it, it often changes um, day to day. But I'd say um, an obviously popular one, um, but also an interesting one would be Barack Obama, partly because he was an individual who, who broke the mould. And although some people may not agree with his political views or whatever it is, I think it's quite important to acknowledge him as a groundbreaking individual who changed things for all black people. Okay, question two. What is the importance of Black History Month? Hmm, why is Black History Month important to me? Um, if I'm completely honest, Black History Month is not important to me. Because for me, it's Black History Month. Well, it's Black History every month, every week, every day. So I wouldn't confine Black History to just Black History Month. So for me, it's actually not that important. But given the way that the world is, Black History is important because it creates a space for Black, for the Black experience to be showcased, whether that's through things that represent Black history or through festivals and traditions to this day, such as things like Carnival. So I like the representation and exposure of our community throughout Black History Month. But besides that, I don't think much of Black History, if I'm honest. Sorry, of Black History Month, if I'm honest. Why Black History is important to me? Um, I think being Black, <laughs> it is very important, not just for me, but I think for everyone to know and acknowledge the rich history that Black people have. And I think especially when you're younger and you're a child, if you're not taught it, you're really not going to know it because at a younger age, you may have the curiosity. I mean, you may not necessarily have the resources or what you need to carry out that research yourself, but someone of my age can typically, depending on your circumstance, you know, um, maybe find a book in the school library, um, use a computer and do some research of their own. And I think it's very important that as um, when kids are young as well, that they know, because in the society that we're living in, there is a lot of negative portraying 
negative betrayal rather of black people in literature in entertainment in adverts in art it really does vary and there are a lot of stigmas also around being a black person and the thing is children are a product of their environment and as they grow up you know they have curiosity and that sort of thing and they have curiosity they tend to ask questions and if their questions may be answered in the wrong way by someone that doesn't know um, any better or people that do know better but choose not to say it when they come into more of a school environment I do think they have a responsibility to um, show people that whatever race you are you are equal and you are not subpar and you're different in a good way as opposed to different in a bad way because there are multiple cultures and and all of those are different but doesn't mean that anyone is less significant or less important than the other and I think it's also important to learn about um, other people as part of black history. Quite important to me because ever since I've been in the educational system in the UK from reception all the way through to university now um, October has, has often been known as, as Black History Month but I think over the past few years I've seen the effort kind of change um, and it's become mu- a much more significant month for everybody across the UK um, exemplified none other than um, after or post the unfortunate case of George Floyd and I think it's a massively important month to highlight all the positive things that black people are doing and it's kind of to I guess not focus on the trauma or troubles that we as a people have gone through but to focus on the positive examples and positive role models so I think it's simply a month of positivity and highlighting the great things that black people are doing okay question three should black history be incorporated into the school curriculum that's a very interesting question i used to have the view that since we live in britain it makes sense that we learn british history and i guess white history Um, In the same way, for example, that I would look at a Russian person sideways or a Russian community sideways if they came to my home country, Zim, and then started asking us to teach them Russian history or include Russian history into our curriculum. From that point, I held the belief, which I still do, to be honest, that it's an individual's own duty to learn their own history and they can't expect anyone else to teach it to them, let alone someone who doesn't share that history. And I still hold that view. But my view on black history being incorporated into the school curriculum changed. I did some thinking and I realised that that perspective neglects how much British history is interwoven with black history. To the point that, in many ways, black history is British history and vice versa. And I guess even world history is black history among all the other histories. Um, for example, a big part of European history concerns that interaction with the African Moors. And the African Moors are said to have brought Europe out of the Dark Ages through introducing things like math, sciences, medicine, among so many other things. Even to this day, Big Ben in central London is named after Benjamin Benneker, a black man among other things, who also built the blueprint for the whole of Washington, D.C. So this alone shows the level of input black people have had in the UK, Europe, America, and all the Western countries. To be honest, to teach history without teaching black history is to not teach history at all. So for me, it's not a question of whether 
black history should be taught in schools or incorporated into the school curriculum. But it's a question of should history is in its entirety be incorporated into the into the school curriculum. I think you should either teach history in its entirety or not teach history at all. Now I'm going to answer the final question I was given. Which was um, my thoughts on black history being incorporated into the school curriculum. My uh, short answer <laughs> would be yes, I, w- I do agree. And I will go into a bit more depth. And I, I think there are a lot of reasons why I, why I side with this view. Because I think it's very important that um, people understand the rich history that black people have. I mean, it's not just the negative parts of history that we tend to revert to. There are more things that black people have done and have achieved that failed to be recognised. The many inventions that black people have made. George Crumb inventing crisps, which is a snack I think a lot of people enjoy wherever you are, really. And it's something I enjoy, you know, probably a bit too much. But even that, I didn't know until I went into some research about it. And the um, invention of the of lawnmowers, of traffic lights, of refrigerators. And I know a black woman was a co-inventor of, a, of the home security system. And a lot of these things, if you don't, if you're not interested in it for yourself, you're not really going to find it out. Because until I did a bit of research and my sister did, that's when we found out some of these things and when we looked, uh, you know, as a family. And I think it's very important to incorporate the positive aspects of our history also and not just the negatives, because I believe that there's a certain image that, you know, people like to portray of black people and it's not always um, one that's positive or one that's even balanced, let's say, and, you know, incorporates more than just um, one thing that happened in history. So I do believe it should be into the school curriculum. And I just want to end by saying that you should own your history and and be proud of it. I know it can be hard to with, you know, growing up in a place like Britain. And it's not just Britain, actually, it's other places and the stereotypes you face and, you know, the micro racial microaggressions and things like that. But I know, uh, know for sure that your history is great and no one can really take that away from you. Be strong in your history be strong in your culture. And I think that's very important. I hope you enjoyed what I had to say. I hope you all enjoy everyone, what everyone else has to say as well. And I hope you all have a great day. Thank you. Well, I personally feel that black history should definitely be incorporated into the curriculum. Um, I think black people are such important, such an important group of people globally with regards to culture, and, and everything that is quite important for our history to also be acknowledged and incorporated for everybody to have an understanding of and to learn to appreciate. And I think things like that are already being done with um, the Black Curriculum um, Company, um, who are massively, I guess, front-running that in incorporating Black history into the curriculum. So I think it's something that we should continue to do and continue to push in all schools across the UK and, more importantly, across the world. Okay, guys, so it's now time for our musical rendition brought to you by Bethany Pommel, who's my sister, and she will be singing Still I Rise. But I'll hand over to Bethany to set the scene on the song before she sings it. (laughs) 
Hi everyone, um, it's Bethany here again. I was asked by Faye to, to just sing this song and I hope you all enjoy it. And remember that whatever you face and whatever happens in your life, that you should rise from it. Still I rise, never to give up, never to give in. Against all odds, but still I rise high above the clouds. At times I feel lonely, but still I rise. Shattered. But I'm not broken I'm wounded But time will heal Heavy the load The cross I bear And only the road I trod I dare Still I rise Never to give up Never to give in Against all odds But still I rise High above the clouds at times I feel lonely, but still I rise. Okay, and so, and so our final question, question four, should Black History Month just be celebrated within the month of October? <laughs> I've thought a lot about this, to be honest. And personally, I would say that Black History Month shouldn't exist at all. The reason I say this is because I think no area of study should be limited to just one month or given a time constraint at all. So imagine if in maths class they said to you, you can use addition in October only and the rest of the months you had to use subtraction, multiplication and division. Anyone who's done maths will know that maths will become so much more constrained if such a rule were applied, because these four functions together are what make maths possible. So black history is to world history what addition is to maths. So yeah, you still be able to do maths without addition, but you'd be limiting yourself from so many possibilities that this one additional function would have given you. Limiting black history to just one month does the same thing to history itself. It creates a historical a historical perspective that's constrained and fails to incorporate the totality of whatever time period is being spoken of or peoples that are being spoken of. And on top of this, I think people tend to forget that blacks and whites have been living among each other for centuries. 
So to maintain a historical perspective that excludes black people would also mean excluding interactions where blacks and whites were both involved. And then this, again, starts to neglect white history too, as much as, maybe not as much, but at least a fraction of how it neglects black history and any other history for that matter. Mm, A good example of this would be how... I'm sure all of us growing up were taught about World War One, World War Two, the Nazis, maybe the Cold War, the Tudors, and all these significant, quote-unquote, significant historical events. Yet, some of us started school at the beginning of the millennium in 2000, others in 2010, etc. So, one can question why are we all being taught the same thing if time's moving forward? And there are probably many reasons for this. One reason that I have is that these are few are some of few events where black people had little, if any, interference in shaping world history. Hence, they're taught over and over again. Well, personally, I don't particularly have an issue with Black History Month just being a month over in October. But what I will say is that although we do have a month, um... I think it's quite important for it to be embedded across the whole year and across the curriculum and and everything else. So, for example, Mother's Day is once a year, but that's not the only day that you're expected to appreciate your your mother in in, in particular. So I think that same logic can still be applied to Black History Month. Although it's only within the month of October, um, Black History should be put on the spotlight or incorporated into our day-to-day lives over the whole year and I think that way um, the history of black people will be massively learned by quite a lot of people and will be become much more popular and people have much okay so hi everyone now handing over to our final guest speaker who's just going to close and summarize about kind of black history month and leave you all with a few words um, to think about and just to really close on this episode today Hi everyone, my name is Gilbert Pomel. I am a faith father and um, fondly known also as a mentor and a person who acts as a mirror for her to look into and make the, the adjustments that she wishes to make in her life. I need to say at the outset that I am immensely proud of my children. And I think that the work that Faith is doing, has been doing, uh, has really given me hope that the next generation of young, gifted, talented, anointed black children will really stretch the boundaries of the possibility. So let me just focus really on I've been asked just to, in a sense, top and tail, round off this exciting discussion around the whole ethos, culture, purpose of what we now know as Black History Month that happens every year in October. Well, it's sometimes hard for many people to um, recognize and to associate themselves with, with being Black. But let me just slide us in uh, with a quote from a chap 
I'll call George C. Fraser. And he said, yes, I am black because he's a fair skinned black man. He said, yes, I'm black in case you're not entirely sure. In fact, that is the beauty of our race. We come in all shapes, sizes, skin tones, and hair texture. So that cuts across every, we're not an homogenous group, so to speak, but we are gifted and we are black. Now, I wanna just uh, talk a little bit about um, how the media has damaged and um, the whole context and construct of black people over the last over the last many hundreds of centuries, over the last many, many years, because my view as a, uh, a 60 plus man is that the media has really tried to portray a negative portrayal of black people uh, as a body of people. And we are often um, racially stereotyped and categorized uh, because people see us as only being good at, as athletes and entertainers. But behind there, they're, they're the subtle nuance that still wants to depict us as criminals, drug addicts, um, welfare cheats, and objects of pity and indeed derision. So when you look at Black History Month for me, Black History Month. Now, I understand Black History Month. Um, I can see the benefit of Black History Month. I applaud those um, intentional good people, white and black and all other cultures have come together to make it what it is today. However, um, let me ask you a question. Why don't we have White History Month? Just pause and, and just reflect on that. Why, let's say July every year is White History Month. We don't need a White History Month because the whole culture um, our whole environment, economics, politics is all prefaced um, and shaped to enhance the positives in white culture, where for 11 months of the year, we see the negative in the black culture. And then out of the blue in October, we are supposed to celebrate and, you know, big up black people. This is what we've done in 19 so-and-so, but yet at the core of it, when we do history at school, we still depict black people as these poor little slaves that you know white culture had to do something for. So the point I'm saying is that we need to equalize the, the agenda. We need to reframe the thinking. We need to recalibrate our language of engagement and we need to celebrate people all year round, not just a specific time. But, you know, I, I, I hope that what, what you've listened to through this uh, episode, through this podcast, you will find useful. And let me share an Ethiopian proverb. The writer said, unless you call out, who will open the door? Think about it. Unless you call out, who will open a door? And I, I said in the introduction that we as people, we must find inspiration in our suffering. We must learn how to articulate what is going on around us. So we should know our history. 
And I say this because your history can either bind you or be a source of power. You need to make sense of those defining moments in your life. You need to acknowledge your history so that you use your history to redefine your perspective and outlook on life and then celebrate by articulating your history. I'm gonna end it there because I know that there's more to come, you know, but let me just say this and I'll leave you with a quote that I've often used over the last 40 years and it's for all people, black, white, and think about this and, and I'm gonna say timely so you can write it down. This is your homework, think about this. Sight, sight is a function of the eyes, but vision is a function of the heart. You can have a sight, but no vision. Black people, white people, men, women, children of all ages and shapes, shades, believe in yourself, set yourself new heights, stretch yourself for the goal because I know that in Christ we can do all things. God bless you all. Thank you. So everyone, a huge thank you to all of those who got involved in this year's Black History Month special episode for Faith Brunel's Insights. I hope that this episode has been informative. I also hope that you guys have found out a bit more about you know some black people who've made a great contribution obviously there are loads we didn't mention we didn't have kind of time to mention so guys all that's left for me to say is to stay up to date with the latest update and to do with faith Brothers insights follow me at faith the insights on instagram visit faith insights.com for any more information stay safe guys remember it's not an event it's a journey all that's left for me to say to you this is your host faith Brunel signing off